as we know right now, Richard Allen is behind bars for that. And the real question is, should he be? Or should there be someone else? With how the Indiana police have handled this whole investigation, it raises that question. Because there was another man that was put behind bars who was thought to be the killer and had five charges against him, which are now all dropped. Nevertheless, his name has been drugged to the mud. You look him up, there could have been someone else that was involved. I want to know what you guys think on this. Consequently, there has been much discussion about the individual recently, Richard Allen, who, according to the counts, entered by the Delphi probe relatively early on. Nevertheless, it appears to be a bit more reversed than beyond suspicion. A person by all accounts approached a correctional officer after the bodies were discovered. So Richard Allen actually admitted, he was like, yeah, I was there that day. I was on that bridge. No, I didn't see the girls, but... And he actually like matched the description of the man in the video. Short, perhaps middle-aged man, white person with a gun. And he came forward to police and said, I was there. I didn't see the girls, but I was there. So... First off, why didn't they take this seriously? That is one question. A second question I have here. They did go wrong, obviously, in this case. And there is actually some similarities to this case in this county. About, like, the summer murders with Ian Huntley. We will get back to Ian. But first, let's concentrate on the individual who is seen walking over the dangerous bridge without handrails, with the hands in the pocket, and appeared to be unconcerned about doing so. He also, you know, appears that he's walked that bridge before. Richard Allen also was having his hands in his pocket, like that's how he walked too. So yeah, he matched that, yet police just kind of brushed over that. I've heard a lot of talk about self-assured person who may even be used to manipulate law enforcement, but do we really have enough information at this point to draw those kind of assumptions that we've spoken about? Could he really be the killer of Abby and Lily, or someone else be responsible and he's taken the fall for this? Once more, there's a potential serial killer. I'm not here to confirm or rail out that possibility. I'm gonna leave that up to you guys and law enforcement, of course, but I believe it is important to consider all the possibilities that are in this case. Could it be Richard Allen, who was merely crossing the bridge that day and panicked because he thought someone, perhaps even someone he knew, had seen him? We don't even know the individual's mental state at that time, and we can't be sure if it was a perceivable notion. In regards to Richard Allen approaching a correctional officer, he said, I was on the bridge, I didn't see the girls, and he was just overlooked. Suspicion was absolutely removed from Richard Allen at this point. What we don't know is if there's any follow-up by the law enforcement. Who knows? He could be this master manipulator, be able to get through any interview they throw at him. We don't currently know whether Richard Allen had any friends or co-workers who claimed to have been present when these murders committed. However, I think that we can all agree that something was very wrong occurred between the time that Rich and Allen first had claimed to be present at the crime scene and his subsequent arrest in 2020. However, one of the features of this inquiry that does perplex me is it appears in 2019, 
During the press conference conducted by Doug Carter, I also have his whole speech after the arrest, if you want to go check that out on my YouTube. To the killer who may be in this room. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. For more than two years, you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy, but we have. We likely have interviewed you or someone close to you. We know that this is about power to you. And you want to know what we know. And one day, you will. A question to you. What will those closest to you think of when they find out that you brutally murdered two little girls? Two children. Only a coward would do such a thing. We are confident that you have told someone what you have done. Or at the very least, they know because of how different you are since the murders. So that, those were like their two mains that they were looking into in 2009 with their 2019 press conference where they claimed they had an interview with this man. They said he was local and familiar with the area. They said He's hiding in plain sight. Do you mean like two miles away from the bridge? Do you mean someone who has actually come forward to you and said something? Kean Klein with the whole Anthony Scott's profile. And so they thought that there was a deeper connection with that. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna circle back to Richard Allen, a resident of Delphi. For me personally, one of the most interesting words in that Wish TV article regarding Richard Hour coming forward to the officer the usage of the word unfounded. The report was deemed unfounded. Did they think someone was simply inserting themselves into the investigation for the sake of popularity? Considering how small the community is, it's not out of the question uh, for the local to come forward and put themselves in the spotlight. Like being like, I was there, but I didn't see the girls. However, he missed them. I mean, it's not out of the question, but just to be like, okay, goodbye. I don't know, kind of seems odd. So that's not beyond the realms of possibility for someone to do that. I would like to draw your attention now though, this man named Ian Huntley, who has also interfered police investigation and participated in a search party looking for the two missing girls abroad. It was a Britain's biggest manhunt ever, with hundreds of police officers volunteering, concentrating on the peaceful village of Soham in Cambridgeshire. And this is the Hollywells and Jessica Chamber, about 10 years old, that had disappeared on their way to the neighborhood sweet shop. And according to Ian Huntley, the college caretaker, who was reported the last person to see these children in good spirits, Ian Huntley had placed himself in the center of the search for Holly. And But what did his interview show? Listen to that interview. Oh, I don't know the girls so fault starts to show us he's trying to manage like his impression and he's trying to poise a look of sadness or concern 
one of the detectives said that this is what happens when you try to act concerned and when you're actually unhappy. Sentence with the girls, which sounds a little bit familiar, he realizes that and he backs off and says, well, I don't know the girls. Well, the girl, I don't know the girls. Um... So that false start is showing us that he's trying to manage an impression. He's also trying to pose an expression of sadness or concern with his eyebrows. And we know it's a pose because there's a symmetry. The, the, the eyebrows aren't level. His right-hand brow is two, three millimetres higher than his left. And this is what happens when you try and fake concern. Genuine sadness is shown with symmetrical eyebrows. How do they seem to you? They seem fine, very cheerful, happy, chatty. What we have here is him describing the girls as being happy and chatty and he's forgotten to take the sad expression off his face is indicator one of deception. Indicator two, he's contradicting these affirmative statements with a slight head shake, no. And in addition, we've got gestural leakage from his shoulder. It's raising a couple of millimeters on his right-hand side, which contradicts the positive affirmative statements he's making. That is a strong signal of deception. Seems fine, very cheerful. That's number one. Happy, That's number two. It's a very slight movement of his right hand shoulder. The raising of the shoulders signal, I don't know. But if I'm saying something affirmative and I want you to believe me, and it leaks from one or other of the shoulders and it's small, then that is a contradiction. His body is questioning that statement. It's a contradiction. Um, and the alibi that Ian Gabe was at a fairly early stage. With that, they were actually able to retrieve garments from Ian Huntley's home and identify them as the girls and identify Ian Huntley as the killer. And real quick, so I'm just going to read a brief passage from Wikipedia that clarifies this in more detail after having participated in the hunt for the missing children. Huntley frequently questioned police officers about their in investigation, including how long DNA evidence could last before de deteriorating. On August 16, 2012, 12 days after the children went missing, these officers noticed three vertical scratches on Huntley's left jaw, each measuring about three centimeters. Huntley claimed that his dog had recently caused these scratches. Police questioned Huntley and Carr first. Curiously, they were on Ian Huntley rather quickly, as I recall. The remains of the two poor girls haven't been retrieved or even found. When it was brought up for interrogation previously, but in the UK murders, we had audio and video of the murderers speaking and in a community that was much smaller. Again, there are about 11 thousand, eleven thousand people who live in Solem, so what is going on? Don't they hear that they have fifty thousand or seventy thousand tips? Um so they're not I mean they're not stupid. They haven't done anything illegal. They just made a few mistakes. It's incredible. In fact, it should be classified as unbelievable to use the term for the nation. How do we have a case with such massive cookups? Where this crime occurred, there was almost two or three times as many people as there are now. There were almost three times as many you know, residents within 12 to 13 days, even discovering the bodies, the killers were apprehended. Within two years of his sentencing, he already completed the trial. Nearly six years later, 
we are now learning the details about someone who lived nearby. I wholeheartedly agree to the terms like net and saying like, you know, there have been failures in this investigation. It would be harsh if Richard Allen lived on Mars or didn't fit the description of the man crossing the bridge. Given that they had all necessary information at their disposal, how can we not view this as an incompetent, given that these people are professionals who supposedly de devoted their lives to being the best on the field? Obviously, there are similarities between this case within the Delphi case and the UK case, and it shouldn't have been beyond consideration that the killer may come forward and insert himself in this case, because a lot of times they do. This is something that is done from time to time. Predators insert themselves, but I have no idea whether there's something more or deeper going on here. So, I am curious to know what you guys think about this. And when I was doing this, I looked into Ian Huntley a little bit. I want to see, though, when he was released. 2011. He was released in 2011, which to me is disgusting. That you are going to release someone from jail that had done these murders to these two children. And then possibly, you know what? He, he could. He could be... He could have been the killer. Why? Why would he have been in that area at the time? I'm curious to see what his alibi is. Because he was at the search for the Delphi. Anyway, I'm going to do a little bit more research on this, too. I just think that it is very... I don't want to say sloppy work, because, I, I mean, I understand, you know, what the cops are doing their best, and they're trying to get someone. Especially, you know, with having two little girls, and you just want the bad guy behind bars. But it's very concerning with them already almost... I mean, they did. They accused an innocent man of, of murder. Was he a sex offender? Yeah. Probably deserved to be in prison. Yeah. There's no justice for these little girls if you're going to put the wrong guy in jail. Appreciate you guys listening. I hope that you enjoyed this little bit. Questions? As always, guys, you can send them to crimetheoriespodcast at gmail.com. We are on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, we have our website, crimetheoriespodcast.com. Feel free to check us out there. As always, guys, just keep fucking going.